Welcome back to the Brand Boost Podcast. Uh, today, I have Susan Young with me, and this is some. This is a topic that really has been um, discussed a lot, especially in my circles on social and even um, in real life, which is weird because a lot of people don't don't seem to be in real life m- much anymore. But it is, and it's that of you know publicity, PR. Um, we've had some PR folks on the show before. If you've been a listener that long, you've, you've heard them. Uh, but Susan is, uh, comes at it from a different perspective. She's a publicity strategist. She's got 30 years of experience, um, in doing this. And she has been named one of the top 75 badass women on Twitter. Uh, she helps people develop social media content, finding their online voice and confidence, writing, storytelling, uh, verbal and nonverbal communication. Those are all really, really important things. So Susan, welcome to the show and thank you for uh, for coming on. Thank you so much, Vincenzo. Appreciate it. I hope I did you justice in that intro. You certainly did. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't know, but I'm good. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, you've done a good job aligning yourself online. So it's, it's easy to find, find everything about you. Um, you know, you come at things at a little bit of a different perspective. I know that you know in our pre-conversation, you were talking a little bit about how folks right now, whether it's a personal brand or or any brand really, but we'll stick to the personal brand side, they don't need the traditional PR route anymore. They don't need to go that traditional, you know, let me find a publicist or a PR agency and they're going to do this for me and I'm going to set up this and that. And the other thing, you can go out there and get it yourself. And I, and I, I like that message. I think that's such a strong, powerful message um, because we all could, we all can use it. We can all do it. And it's, it can be relatively inexpensive if we want to do it ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all have the access to the technology and to the decision makers and the influencers, there are no filters anymore. Um, you know, my, my background is in radio news. I was a, a radio news reporter and an on-air anchor and a news director for 10 years. So I've interviewed everyone from homeless people to presidents. But right now, there are no filters where, you know, you're going to get kicked back and say, well, you can't speak to this person or I'll take a message and we'll call you back. Um, we're all mingling on the same platforms. We all have access, you know, to the CEO of Toyota or the local hospital or the foundation or somebody from South by Southwest. So we all have that access. We can't use that excuse anymore. I think that what's really interesting is what you just said. We all have access to whether it's the CEO of a large brand or our favorite reporter or celebrities, right? Athletes. Like we have direct access to them and oftentimes they are available right? Or responding to us. Um, it's not difficult to get in front of these folks anymore. Um, so really there's almost no excuse, right? I mean, you don't have an excuse not to build your brand if that's what you're looking to do, right? Exactly. And you know, it's interesting. A lot of people who I coach, then they tell me that they're shy, they're introverts, that they're reserved. It's like, no, that doesn't work in social media because you, you can't be that way. If you want to be the wallpaper, you're not going to get the visibility that, you know, reach the potential that you can to have that impact and have that reach and grow your community and your credibility when you're afraid or using an excuse that you can't speak to somebody or network with them online and introduce yourself and then take the conversation like from a LinkedIn group, for instance, or on Twitter, you know, to a private message and come right out and ask them, you know, Hey, I, I do a blog, you know, I do a podcast. We, we do a Facebook live. I'd love to interview you. You'd be a great fit for my audience. 
and do what they say. They'll be flattered. I've never been rejected. What, what do you think is the biggest, I guess, barrier to entry for, for some folks? Like what is the biggest excuse you've heard over your 30 years of experience? Like what, there's gotta be some common thread, right? Regardless of if it's in traditional or even now, like what's the biggest holdup people have? They think they don't have, well, there's a few. One, they think they don't have the resources like the time or the money. Um, they think that they're too shy or reserved. Like I say, they don't have the personality for this, that it's for somebody else. Um, and also that they think that they don't have a message, that they don't have a story to tell, or they don't know how to ask the questions. They, they actually don't know how to begin. And that's where we need to start is clearly at step one. And I guide them through this process of how to uh, introduce yourself to uh, movers and shakers and influencers or event planners and conference organizers where these keynoters are mm-hmm. and how they can start to mingle with them and get access and start to ask questions and line up these interviews. So you mentioned step one. So why don't we start there? What is step one? Step one is to pay attention online and see, you know, mingle where the people that you want to meet and the influencers in your industry, where are they hanging out? Where are they online and go into those groups, um, you know, find out where they spend their time, where are they posting? Um, you know, what, what, where are the dial, where's the dialogue that they're engaged in and start to comment and pay attention to what they're posting and sharing. And then you can share it. You can, you know, do something more than just a great post, but you want to give them, you know, the feeling that you took the time to read and consume their information and their posts, and then add something like, you know, I love your point about artificial intelligence or about virtual reality and bang, 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 and pull, you know, a, a nugget from that. Mm-hmm. And so it shows that there you were actually paying attention and you digested what they put out there. They'll appreciate it. You retweet that or you share that and that'll get their attention. So that's a good way, the entree into that relationship to that conversation. Do you think it's that easy though? Like I, I'm, you probably do, right? <laughs> that's probably a redundant question, <laughs> but do you think it's that easy for people to understand that it's that easy. And maybe, I don't even know if that's the right question, but like, is that something that you can tell people, Hey, it really is this simple. All you have to do is interact and engage with folks, whether it's, you know, somewhere online, whether it's a group or publicly to get their attention. I mean, and and I know, I think I know the answer because I have my own feelings, but I'd love to hear from you. Is, is it something, a simple concept? I guess that's the question I should ask. Is that a concept that is simple to accept for some people? Well, it's simple, but it depends, you know, if it's up to the individual if they want to accept it. So here's the, the simple, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's this easy example is I call it the know and go approach. So if you, for instance, if you are in Philadelphia and you want to meet mm-hmm. some of the CEOs of some companies and you know that they play golf at this one place every you know, summer, you know, on Friday mornings at nine o'clock, well, if you even if you don't play golf, you can go to that club and conveniently quote, you know, bump into them and start to have a conversation. You wouldn't go to the movies or to the diner and then say, "Gee, I didn't meet anybody." Well, they're not there. You know where they are. They're Friday mornings. They play golf at this place. Go there. So once you know where they hang out, right. you need to go where they are. You have to meet them there. They're not going to meet you. So it, you know, it's really. I, I think it comes down to common sense. I mean, we can probably, we can probably have an episode or a very extra long episode about common sense. Um, 
as I, I believe that many just lack that. But it, you mentioned country club. I mean, I couldn't just walk into a country club and go, you know, talk to some CEO that's golfing there. Right. I, I just couldn't do that. But with, with the internet now, and I mean, I love Twitter. I think Twitter is fantastic. I think it's probably the easiest way to access anybody. I mean, you could walk up to that CEO. And so like you said, it is, it, it can be just as much as common sense and just doing it right. Putting it into practice. Um, so step one is, 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 is to engage. What about our next step? What is our next step to creating our own publicity? Well, it's about, you know, doing your homework and knowing where, you know, what people are talking about, what are the twists, turns, and trends in your industry, and what's the buzz so that you can create a buzz for your own brand. Um, show people that you're paying attention. I, you know, I know that, look, I was a newscaster for, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I know the news can be a drag. It can you know, <laughs> be draining when you're seeing, you know, forget politics, but, you know, babies are drowning and there's horrible crimes and situations and all this, you know, it's definitely an energy drain. Um, but we do need to pay attention to at some level to what's going on in the news and not just the Kardashians and that other stuff, I'll say right. uh, so that, you know, we know what's going on we can have an intelligent conversation. Uh, and so you're showing people, not only the people in your community and the people that you want to bring into your community, but you're also showing the movers and the shakers that you're sharp, that you're on the ball, that you're paying attention, that you've got something to offer. And even if it's just offering some questions about that, asking somebody, as I say in an interview, what do you think about artificial intelligence in technology in this mm -hmm. or in this sector or hospital care or medical? Whatever your niche is, um, there's always something that you can talk about that's trending or something that's exciting, something that's going on that you can latch on to. Yeah. How difficult do you think it is or how difficult can it be to do this, to do the research or, or how easy can it be to do the research? Like, do you have any tips and advice on how to go about doing that research? Let's, let's, for example, let's say I want to talk to um, somebody because like CEO is kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of easy to be like, oh, I'm going to go hit the CEO of Sony up because I want to do something. But what about folks that are a little more like those decision makers, direct decision makers, um, you know, even for like a business like mine where we do video production and storytelling, I, the CEO is probably going to be like, dude, I can't help you. Right. But somebody that is in marketing, maybe a marketing director or manager or VP, they're probably more like how, like not everybody talks about who they are online. So what types of research, like step by, let's talk a little bit about those steps. What goes into doing that research? How, like, what would you suggest someone do to go ahead and do that? All right. So if you're looking for, say, an influencer like at Sony and you want to do uh, an interview about video technology yep. or uh, you want to find a reporter who covers video technology for USA Today or for the Huffington Post or for, you know, BuzzFeed, whatever, or mm -hmm. reports, um, find out their name. I mean, just Google what, it, again, a little bit of common sense here. Yeah. Um, Google, you know, USA Today, you know, the name of the company or the name of the organization and high tech. Look at, you know, read, consume their information, find out what they're writing about. And usually in traditional print and, you know, an online print is that they have their, either their Twitter handle or some way to contact them at the end of an article. So it's easy. Um, and if it's not there, you can go on to like the newspaper sites or the websites and it's kind of hidden. You have to poke around a little bit, a little bit of detective work, but you can find, you know, in contacts or newsroom, once you dig down a little bit deeper, 
uh, where the editorial desk is and who to contact, just the names. And then you don't have to call them or email them, but you can Google them and find out, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn because that's a big networking thing. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. On Twitter, find the chats like um, Muckrack does the um, their uh, Twitter chat, you know, and um, I think it's called the WS chat um, on Wednesday nights okay. at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. That's where they're hanging out. So go there and do some social listening. Just kind of be a fly on the wall, eavesdrop on that conversation, see who is participating, Google them, try to connect, get to know what their interests are. So you get to, it's like anybody else. You know, if you want to go on a date with somebody, you try to find out, hey, do they like to go ice skating? Do they like the movies? Do they like paintball? Do they like, you know, art galleries? If they like art galleries, you're not going to offer paintball as a date. Right. Same thing here. So if they're talking about that they're a sports writer or a video producer, you want to connect with the right people um, and, and start poking around, doing your homework and learning who are the people who cover your industry and your niche and then connecting with them. Again, looking at going back to what I mentioned earlier about commenting on a post or sharing a tweet or something to get their attention. You wrote a, uh, recently you wrote something up on, um, I think it was LinkedIn. Um, generosity never gets old. Yep. And you know, you're, you're saying about giving unselfishly and, you know, especially in this world of social media, um, and how people really appreciate when you're passing along quality, good information or creating really good, uh, content. What, what level of creation or curation is there or that goes into, uh, because listen, before I finish that statement, you could you can try and connect and add to conversations as much as you want. The minute you get someone's attention, if you don't have anything to add, you know, credibility to yourself, they're probably you know you could have lost you you might lose your shot, right? So if they click on you, it's very simple nowadays. You see someone, they tweet to you, or they you know hit you up on LinkedIn, and they click on you, and you've got no content written, or you've got nothing to show for whatever it is you're you're, you're trying to value add there. Um, how easy is it to create the content that is relevant or curate the content that's relevant? Is there, should you put um, effort into one over the other? What are your thoughts? I think it's really a combination. And when we talk about, you know, being generous and, and having the right um, content for your audience and, and how you want to present yourself online, your brand is that I always say you have to set the table before you sit down to eat. Mm. So, you know, you, you don't want to reach out to these folks until you have some decent content and can say, you know, that your website looks like it's been active and it's not sitting, you know, static for two months. So when you, you don't have, always have to share things that you've created, you might find a good um, story that came from, you know, entrepreneur.com or inc.com or something, or, you know, from an industry leader, from somebody else, a quick video snippet from Gary Vee. And say, this is really um, helpful and, you know, great points on X and share it with people. They'll appreciate that. It's not only, you know, about you being self-serving and trying to promote who you are and what you do all the time and your great content, that will come. But when you sprinkle in other people's, here's a great infographic, here's a neat, you know, Instagram story that would, yeah. you know, help people who are creating, you know, new videos, um, people will appreciate that. And I think that's a great place to start. But then to the, to your other point is that you really need to keep your news antenna up 
And that's where, you know, my news background uh, really comes in strong because I think it really comes down to, it, it helped me to create um, a natural curiosity. And that's what we need to be doing these days with content. And what's interesting, Vin, is that when we started this podcast, this interview, you said to me, um, you, you know, there aren't really s- totally scripted questions because we don't know where the conversation's going to go. And my eyes just lit up because, <laughs> you know, we don't, we can't write everything down and say, this is what we're going to follow because when we're curious mm-hmm. and you pay attention to what's going on in the conversation, you're going to miss some of the gems and some of the little digressions that we might make that make for great interviews. If we're just stuck on, we have to follow this list of questions. So when we are curious and we pay attention to what's going on, we'll come up with great content. So my experience in news, like the first day on the job as a reporter, my you know gruff, nasty, grumpy news director said to me, and this is what happens in every single newsroom. It doesn't matter if you're at a small station in New Jersey or at CBS in you know Washington D.C. or TV anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's your your charges don't come back without a story. And so, you know, I was a street reporter when I started and I would go out to cover these, you know, council meetings and these press conferences. And sometimes it would be a very busy news day where there were three or four different stories that were great for my audience. And other days it would be a struggle to just come back with one. But I always knew the mantra was don't come back without a story. And so I had to listen in a fresh and different way um, and find stories and, you know, do so in a way that would be relevant and timely for my audience or the people who are listening at the breakfast table. Right. So I encourage people to do that today with social media is go out, you know, wake up curious as Diane Sawyer says, when you get out of bed, bring your journal. And when you go on the bus or the subway, or you're at a conference or even in the diner or at the, the dry cleaners, take those goofy earplugs, you know, the earbuds out, pay attention. The world is unfolding right in front of us. You can get great nuggets or just something uh, over you know, eavesdropping on a conversation or seeing something or hearing something that other people are involved with that you could bring full circle back to your audience and write a post or do a quick video about. So those are great fodders for, for content ideas that a lot of people miss. I love that. I mean, we talk about being curious here all the time. We create, you know, we create video for our clients. And so, <laughs> you know, one thing that we've also consulted or advised, uh, in-house teams. And like the biggest thing that we talk about is if you're going to put yourself on, whether it's on camera or if you're going to do interviews, you know, they're like, well, how do we, how do we line up questions and this and that? And I'm like, well, you want to have an overall idea of what you're trying to talk about, but I never advise or recommend teleprompters, uh, scripted questions or just scripted anything. Um, it, it just, it, like you said, it really diminishes the quality of number one, the content, but number two, you as the interviewer or the person that's talking, maybe as a host, it, you're listening only for the answers to the questions. And once you get them, you kind of, you move on. Cause you're like, okay, I got the answer next question. And you're oftentimes only thinking about the next question, not what they're actually saying. And I know, you know, especially with video, it really, really causes, uh, like not causes it. You could see the difference. You can see it in video because you can almost, you're watching the person's mind 
think while another person's answering a question. And to me, that's just awful. And so we always advise for listen to the conversation and go deep. We actually created a kind of a little strategy for when the, like when our clients wanted to be in the video rather than use professional um, hosts for, for projects, we said uh, we came up with this three QD three questions deep. And so every time it was listen to an answer and then go three questions beyond that about that, what they just said, never just stop at, okay, next. And we started kind of coaching some of our clients through that. And they were like, wow, I got much better answers out of them. Cause oftentimes the best answers are in between. It's never even the first, the question you ask is never even the best answer. Um, and so anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. You brought that up because curiosity is something that we always talk about. So I'm really, really glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think when we were able to, um, communicate as human beings, yeah. and not, you know, that stifle our creativity and exactly. just you know, have a conversation, uh, you know, and like you said, when you, when you ask quality questions, you get quality information. So if you're not asking good questions, you know, if you're not getting good information, it's not the other person's fault. It's that you're not asking good questions. And the key goes back to that is to really pay deep attention and quiet your mind and not be jumping to where am I going next, but really I call it silent listening because the word listen and the word silent, they're the same letters. It's an anagram. They're just in a different order. Mm-hmm. So when you silent, you silence your mind you'll be in fully present and in the moment and you won't be worried about the FedEx package, the gas in the car, the next question, the noise, whatever. Um, you're totally in the moment and then you can really embrace the interview. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I want to get into some, uh, a little bit more about, uh, we were talking about your 3030 guide and also the press pass course that we were talking about a little bit earlier, but one, just one other question that came up, for me, um, you know, standing out or being able to get yourself out there, it's so noisy. Like right now we're in, we're in a world where you get similar content pretty much anywhere, right? I can go onto Twitter. I can go onto Facebook. I can go onto LinkedIn. I can go onto YouTube. I've got, I've got my Netflix. I've got all, it's just so noisy. We have content being thrown at us constantly. And that's never mind if you're, you know, or maybe a book reader, like there's tons of books out there. How does, how does one stand out in this world that we're in now? You know, 50, 60 years ago, there wasn't as much noise. Now there's everywhere we turn, there's content. How, how do you get your stuff to stand out? Well, I think it's, it goes back to what, um, when I interviewed Seth Godin, you know, I met him at a conference and did the whole thing, what, what I explained in the press pass program. But, you know, Seth talks about, yeah, there's so many more opportunities, but um, there's so many more opportunities, and that's it. We don't need to be.
Hello. Oh, Susan, there you go. Sorry. Yeah, I think we ducked out there. That was weird. You started talking about Seth Godin. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Hang on one second. Let me see what okay. happened there. Okay. Susan? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I, here, let's just, we'll start that one over from the top. I'll just uh, have to edit that out. Um, okay. Just standing out in a noisy world. You, you had mentioned Seth Godin, but if you want to go back down that track, we'll try that again. Would you mind just asking the question again, how to stand out or? Yeah. I mean, super simple. Like what is the best way to stand out in such a noisy world that we're in today? Well, what's interesting is that, yeah, we're in a noisy world and yes, there are 5 billion people on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and we don't have to worry about reaching all of them. Um, when I met and interviewed Seth Godin, for example, you know, I met him through the, what I do with the press pass program and I teach people how to do this and to meet influencers in person and do these interviews. And I asked him exactly that question. He said, you don't have to meet and know all of these people, but if you cater to the prime audience, you know, who are the thousand people in your tribe, in your Facebook group, or the, the 300 people who subscribe to your email list, cater to them and give them the best quality, generous information and valuable content that you can. And you'll make a wonderful living. You'll be seen, you'll be recommended, people will refer you. You don't have to reach billions and billions of people. Yes, it's noisy, but if we just focus on the people who need our help and the people who will um, trust us and like us and refer us and do business with us. Um, that's usually enough. Yeah. I mean, that you're right. And that's, I mean, that's definitely something that uh, I think anybody can uh, re like remember and think about uh, mm -hmm. in order to not only get themselves out there, but cut through the noise. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's not about, needing to necessarily stand out and be like, Oh man, you know, look at me. I have the best content, but it's just about reaching the right audience and getting through to just that, that particular audience. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that when, you know, we're, we're so caught up with the numbers, Oh, I've got 1500 people following <laughs> me on LinkedIn or connections. And you know, the question comes down to if I was stuck in the airport in Cleveland at three o'clock in the morning, could I call the 50 people that I know in the Cleveland area and they would say, yes, come sleep on my couch. Those are my friends. Those are the real connections. Um, so the others are just numbers. Um, yes, they're important in a different way, but we really want to build those deeper connections and know that somebody would come and let you sleep on your couch at three o'clock in the morning. If yeah, you yeah. were Stuck at the airport. For sure. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite people. <laughs> 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 so there's a, uh, you have a couple things that I want to talk about, or I want to at least uh, let the audience know about, um, cause this, I think they're super helpful and, uh, I think they can help them. So tell us a little bit about the 3030 guide and what that is. So the, the, um, the 3030 guide is for people who are, you know, have writer's block and look, I've been writing news for 30 years. It's, you know, not really a big challenge for me to create content, but I know a lot of people aren't writers and a lot of people just get stuck. They don't know where to start. So this is an easy, easy formula for you to follow and it's timeless. Uh, and it works for any industry, which is a charm. So all you do is you download this PDF and I'll explain the, the formula in there where you set the clock for 30 minutes and I give you, I think there's three or four hacks in there, shortcuts of how you can come up with 30 topics in your industry uh, in 30 minutes. 
And then you can create those videos. You can do a Facebook Live. You can do a post. You can do an infographic or a short um, you know, post for Pinterest, whatever your channel is and your, your favorite network where your folks hang out. Um, but you will walk away with 30 topics in just 30 minutes. So no more writer's block. No, no need to stress. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, it's like, that's oftentimes the, the hardest thing to do, right? Is create those, those topics or, or uh, just come up with ideas. I mean, um, lately they've been flowing pretty well, but there are times where, like you said, you just hit a point, you just don't know anymore, right? And you're like, oh man, I have no clue. And so uh, uh, that's a fantastic guide. I want to just, uh, what is the, where can we find it? And we'll also put the link in the, um, we'll put in the show notes anyway, but where can we find it just so they can hear it? Sure. It's um, it's a PDF. It's a downloadable guide. It's called 3030, the hashtag, and it's on getinfrontcommunications.com. And it's on my Facebook page, which is uh, the business page is Get In Front Communications. Um, you know, one of the things that just to quickly mention, Vin, is sure. that, you know, we all have the resources, but the question is, are we being resourceful? Mm. That's really, <laughs> that's, that's deep. That's deep. We all have the same time. Well, we all have the same time in the day. We all do have the resources. If we have a, if we have a smartphone, right, we all ha- have the same resources. So, um, yeah, it's leveraging that, right? It's leveraging, leveraging the tools that we do have that we use every day. Are we, you know, are we playing games on our phone or are we actually, you know, utilizing the tools that, that can get us out there? And so, um, no, that's deep. I like that. Uh, so get in front for that. And then we had also talked, you'd mentioned it earlier in the podcast, the press pass course. And this is actually super interesting for me because quick story, we were at South by Southwest. We were working for our client SAP at their, their house. It was their first time at, at South by Southwest and they were not able to get us actual conference, actual festival badges. So we just had passes like working passes to their house. Case in point, I couldn't get in anywhere. Right. I didn't, I, I, we couldn't get into any of the houses when we did have some time, we had very little time, but there were some houses I wanted to check out and we couldn't get into. And I was like, that's such a bummer. And someone was like, well, you should try to get media passes. I'm like, how? And so this is a perfect timing for this. So tell me about the press pass course. Well, I don't want to give too much away because it's, that's it's a course, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but it's, it's how to get your press pass. And, you know, all, I say all you need is a little bit of moxie, a little bit of courage there, a little bit of um, charisma, a little bit of um, chutzpah, as we say, um, <laughs> a little bit of moxie and a microphone. And so when you ask, you know, the right, you know, the organizers, the event planners, um, you contact them and explain who you are and what you do and what your intention is, um, you know, you can easily get access. But one quick thing about South by Southwest, Mm -hmm. it's a little different because it's such a huge. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, And so but you can certainly, you know, as I say, conveniently bump into people. Um, you know, maybe it's at the local bar in Austin, maybe it's on sixth street, maybe it's over at the, uh, the dizzy rooster, which I love on, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> near, you know, near downtown. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, talk to people and literally you have all the technology, like you said, on your phone. So you can uh, grab a quick interview and, and not to put people on the spot, but just, Hey, that's what social media is all about. Yeah. So they can also go find the press pass course where the same thing, get in front communications.com. 
Yeah, I'm going to put a link in there too. Um, it's how to get your press pass. It's a three video mini class and mm-hmm. it's just $11. Oh, perfect. Um, and that's going to be um, include all the PDFs, everything that I've been talking about, give you the specifics, the templates of how to uh, email people and content, you know, contact people who, you know, cold, you have no relationship with. Sure. Follow the easy guide in the, this form uh, that's gotten me interviews with Seth Godin, with Donald Miller from StoryBrand, with Elizabeth Gilbert and Michael Gerber. Eva Longoria, tons of people. It works and um, it's a proven template and formula. So happy to share how to get your press pass. How to get your press pass, getinfrontcommunications.com. Susan Young, thank you for joining me on the Brand Boost podcast. Uh, Where else can folks interact with you online outside of your website? On uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at Sue Young Media. And uh, on Facebook, it's Get In Front Communications. And also my other page is Susan Young. There we have it. Susan, appreciate it. Hopefully this gets some folks off of their tuchus and uh, out there building their brand. Uh, I, I hope they go and, and check out your your course because really it's there's no excuse, like you said. And so uh, for those aspiring to build the brand, the best way to do it is to do it yourself. Thank you so much, Vincenzo. I appreciate it. Thank you.